How's everybody doing? Welcome to Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to our home in a storage unit in... In the lower west side of Toronto. Yeah, that's right. Toronto's so big, you got to describe it like that. Yeah, exactly. We're the Manhattan of Toronto, basically. That's right. Uh... Uh, guys, uh, I'm your host, Kevin Ness. I'm also your host, Freddie Rivas. And it's a beautiful day outside, and uh, we're getting we're getting towards the days of summer, which means there's nothing going on in the world of basketball. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, well, no, there's plenty going yeah, on. There's lots going on with basketball, not a lot going on with the Raptors. Yeah, that's that's more accurate. Still a little bit to the draft. The draft, is it uh, June 20-something? June I don't know the yeah, actual... June, has, June, have they set the actual date yet? They did. I feel like it's like 26 or something. I'm, Kevin's looking, I'm looking it up, it up guys. because I'm so curious. Um, but yeah, so basically we're just kind of waiting right now because nothing else can happen until yeah. that shakes down. We, we previewed a little bit who we might like. Uh, just I uh, just read a little bit about um, Alfred uh, Payton again, so yeah. he's high Should on my list. Should be interesting. A little so, lower on mine, but that's fair cool. Enough. Uh, PJ Hairston, you know, all these guys that, that are bringing a lot of defense. Yeah. I'm into it. I want, I want guys who are like, I'm cool with playing basketball in a system. I don't. Yeah. I'm smart, I can play D, I can shoot. That's right. Um, so it's exciting, but mm-hmm. um, but you know, we touched on that last week. Um, so this week for the Raptors, um, we thought we'd take a, a, a nice little stroll down memory lane and a look yeah. to the future. So we're going we're gonna to go through some of the uh, Raptors' all-time records, and uh, just through straight-up guesswork, we're, we're going to guess who will... Um, Makes make some uh, headway in the old record books right. next year. So we got the Ra- Raptors record books cracked open here. It's a giant. It's a seven hundred and fifty page tome. Yep. Uh, it's it's the size of like an atlas, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Like a cloud atlas. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So like all sorts of like yellow face and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, Here's what I will say. Small, small <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, Cloud Atlas, well, I don't know if it actually was as racist as some people said. I never saw it. Never did Anyhow, see it. I'm just, I'm just going to assume that everything I've heard on the internet is Yeah, out. yeah, me too. Just take a mean jab. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Um, I will say, uh, for the sake of making this uh, not only about Amir Johnson and DeMar DeRozan, yeah. we're going to say that Lowry's resigned. Yeah. Let's say that actually the, the everyone's resigned. Yeah. Who who we're expecting to resign. Let's exactly. just make that assumption. And obviously guys like Patterson or Vasquez don't really matter because they're not going to make their way into the record exactly. books. Even with a remarkable season next right. year. Okay. Um, so we're just looking at games played. Uh, right now, Mo Pete sitting at the top. Way at the top. Way at the top with a mojito and a hammock. Oh, nice. I like that just, one. He's comfortable, you know? Hand down, man down. Right? That was Kevin's, Mark Jackson. Um, uh, mama, there goes that man. Oh, Least favorite Mark Jacksonism. And that's, I hope that's not coming back with full... Oh, it's it's. I've heard it three times already since, Have you really? since he's been back to the broadcast Mama, there team. goes that man. Yeah. I, oh. um, but yeah, so Mo, Mo Pete, cat, comfortably in the top of the Raptors games played with 542. Yeah, so Jose he, Calderon was next with 525, but he's... He's done now too. Mm-hmm. So who are we looking at here? We got. So we're looking at like you know all the all the, all the players from from Raptors past. They're gonna stay where they are because mm-hmm. they're not gonna re- become Raptors. So we're looking at movement. Unless whoa. Uh, so Demar and Amir, uh, respectively, at three eighty three games played. Demar and Amir is at three seventy six. So you know they both have sixty to eighty game seasons next year. And they're going to work their way up to top five in games played. Yeah. Potentially even 
uh, passing Bargnani at 4.33 if they have a really healthy season. Demar is number one by the end of his contract. In games played? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as yeah. long as we don't trade him, Demar is going to be the most tenured Raptor. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and then when we re-sign Amir Johnson for the vet minimum, because he loves Toronto so much, uh, yeah. that'll be great too. He'll stick around. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I think we can just go ahead and skip minutes played. Yeah, okay. Pretty similar to games. Field goals, we'll touch on with points. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really need all that. Uh, three-pointers, kind of interesting. Yeah, three-pointers is interesting because Lowry's at eight. So, um, but Mo Pete is 300 three-pointers ahead of number two. <laughs> oh, no, more like 220, sorry. Yeah, uh, he's, he's far, far ahead. But So Larry's at eight. How far do you think he's going to go next I think, year? I think next year he might climb to sixth, maybe. Yeah, so we got Damon Sadam at 374 and Lowry at 291. Yeah, that's that's pretty generous. And yeah. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, free throws is interesting because DeMar has established himself – as like a ridiculously a nine in game guy. Yeah, exactly. So Demar's already in third, so he's going to finish in second for sure. Mm-hmm. He's only uh, like 150 free throws behind Vince Carter, still quite a ways off from Bosch. Man, but, the things um, Bosch did, huh? He did some big things. Holy crap! Especially rebounding and free throws and points. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's scroll on down to rebounds here. Yeah. So rebounds. I think the only person making real damage here. Is is Amir? Although DeRozan is eighth on the all-time uh, defensive rebound list, but um, I think that speaks to us more than it does to him, like to the Raptors. I mean, not me and you personally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Amir uh, is third on offensive rebounds, third on total rebounds, and fifth defensive rebounds. So how mm. far does he climb in those categories? I think he makes it to second by the time his his trips done here. He's gonna. Is get... he gonna be second in all categories? Uh, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Looking at him now, he needs about like 300 rebounds uh, defensively to come in second, and everything else he's already pretty close. But he's not going to touch Bosch. That's yeah. going to maybe be Jonas if he plays like yeah, as exactly. long here as Bosch did. Someone's got to do like 10 years to, mm-hmm. to even come close to Bosch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving on to assists. Lowry, interestingly enough, is already seventh. Already seventh. That's pretty quick. That's pretty quick. Eh? It is. It's pretty fast. Um, um, Jose Calderon has a ridiculous Untouchable. Lead. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. He, uh, Alvin Williams is second place with 1,700. And Jose Calderon is first place with 3,700. That's so. Let, so let's say Lowry gets, what is he, seven a game, 82 games. Um, I still can't do that math, but. It's around 560. It's around 560. Yeah. So, so there's a good chance that Lowry yeah, is uh, – is knocking on the top three door, knocking on Damon Stoudemire's door by the end of next season. That's true. So Lowry's going to make some big old records. Steals? Uh, Lowry, Lowry's not there yet, but I feel like he's climbing fast. Yeah, he'll be in the top ten, I would think. Yeah, DeRozan will probably... Uh, maybe. Yeah, DeRozan does get a fair amount of steals. He could. He's still a bit behind Bosch there at six, so he yeah. could work his way up to six. Uh, Amir's probably going to work his way up to eighth. Yeah. Blocks, Amir is in second. Uh, Bosch got 600. 600. Amir's 421. So Amir will probably finish in second, but he's getting close to being the all-time shot blocker for the Raptors. Yeah. That's pretty pretty crazy, right? You won't get there next year, but maybe in a couple of years. Um, Nothing else really. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Points. Points is a big one. a big deal. And we should also say that Amir is for sure going to own – uh, personal, personal fouls, fouls by, by next year. By the All-Star break yeah, next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's about he's about 50 off the top spot. So uh, 
yeah, he'll be there. Um, Amir Johnson leading leading the Raptors in all-time field goal percentage. That's very cool. That's very cool, yeah, and especially since he's been here for such a long time. Yeah. Jonas is already fourth on that list. That's a good thing. That's very exciting for our front court right now. You know who else is top four? Ed Davis. Oh, whoa, bring him back. Bring him back. You heard it here. Um, um, points. So how far does DeRozan go? He's he's 90 points behind Mo Peterson, so that's about three that's, games. Yeah. He's uh, like 150 behind Bargnani, so He'll that's a there. week. He's going to get top three, but that's about it. Yeah, because what's Vince at? 9,000? Yeah, 9,400. And Bosch is at 10,000. So, yeah, if DeRozan has a big year, which is like 2,000 points, he'll still be... He'll be, he'll, he'll be, he'll be like another like two months short of Vince Carter. Yeah. An interesting one, though. Points per game career. Vince Carter at 23.4. If uh, DeRozan keeps up the pace he's going at, that could be interesting for his where, career. Where is he now? He's not on the list right now. This career. Oh no, he's fourth. He's fourth. I'm an idiot. So he's 16. So yeah, he's definitely gonna have to have like five consecutive 20, 20 plus points. 20 plus points. Wow, 23 per game, Vince. That's ridiculous. It's pretty nuts. This whole 10 years are out. We had a star, folks. Remember? Oh god. Okay. On that tragically boring yeah. note. Yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna move over to uh. Let's the... Shift over to the conference finals. Yeah. Um, so this has we had our first exciting game of the conference finals last night. Yeah. Uh, Lance so blowing in burner. ears. Lance blowing in Barging ears. Barging in flopping. huddles. Flopping. I, I love Lance. I don't love Lance, but I appreciate what he's doing. Yeah, he's for sure not a good person, but it is really good to see someone rile up LeBron. And it's it's just kind of fun watching someone be a shit disturber that's not causing injuries. It's always kind of an entertaining thing. Yeah, totally. And you know, sports are always this this big show. So when you have someone who's kind of like spicing up the show, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I had a great time watching the game yesterday. Me too. It really seemed like anyone could win. Yeah, um, Paul George was just Paul George going was, off. Yeah, super sane. Was fantastic. Couldn't miss a shot. Everyone was expecting this of him well before now, so maybe it's too little, too late. But it's uh, yeah, pretty pretty we'll interesting see. to see. Um, something else I noted too was Hibbert has awful hands around mm-hmm. the basket. Yeah. There's so many situations where he should get an uh, and one. He should just flick it in. And I don't know if he doesn't have any moves whatsoever or his feet are just like terribly bad. But like, yeah, it's like he'll, it's not he'll, what he'll, he's he'll about. get his shot altered by a guy who's six, seven. Yeah. Like way too often. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the real shame is that he's getting beat up on defense right now because he's not quick enough to run around and chase Bosch. And uh, and he's sulking on the offensive end because he's not getting enough points or not getting enough plays run for him. Uh, but it's but if you're, the only thing he seems to like look comfortable at knocking down is like his little flick jumper from like seven feet away. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, like he's so like he, he's not an offensive player. He's so uncomfortable at like layups and dunks. Yeah. Um, Jonas is. It, it, I he's mean, already like, more. He's polished. already way better on offense, and, yeah. it's, and that blows my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy to watch his. Everyone is talking about his decline, which I think is like obviously he's had four scoreless games in the playoffs, which is insane for one of the core members of yeah. your team. But I also think that he's just sort of <clears throat> he hasn't been effective offensively really ever and he's never he's not for a 7-3 guy he's never been a very good rebounder either yeah I, I had him on my fantasy team last year 
and uh, or the year before last, and I think his numbers were the same this year. There's he's kind of like a like a eleven and eight guy, yeah, twelve and eight, yeah, which is um, fine and good. Yeah, but he's got his whole vertical or you know, yeah, principle, principle of verticality, um, which is awesome and it's really effective, and you need it as a part of your team. But it it always hurts when someone is like super one sided. Yeah, yeah, and he's also. As great as he is defensively, he's also defensively one-sided because you know he's not with the with the decrease in traditional bigs. He's an advantage a bunch of the time, but he's also a disadvantage a bunch of the time if you have an elite big like Chris Bosh who can or or Nene or Nene exactly or, uh, who beat him up in the uh, yeah. for Atlanta was it yeah. uh, Millsap Millsap yeah exactly it's going to be the same problems we're going to see Jonas run into I would imagine yeah. but Jonas is even substantially quicker than Hibbert yeah. Um, um, how'd you feel uh, watching LeBron get some uh, not 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 so fair calls? You know, karma against some uh, karma, right? Like years the, and years and years and years of karma catching up. Yeah, on. exactly. Um, I think it was a weird anomaly. I feel like like two two of the foul calls, one of them especially, was like really rough, and then another one was the the charge call. I thought was like pretty tough. The, the uh, where George dove in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was. And then the one where he where he fouled Lance when they were both reaching for the ball, but like for Lance to get ahead of him in the first place to be fouled, he like climbed over top of him. Yeah. Um, I that one seemed like a bit of a silly move by LeBron, though. Like, do you even bother? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that LeBron is definitely you know you can shake him up because. I think Lance, Lance can now, um, he can now wear as a badge of honor that he played LeBron to his worst to his worst playoff game yeah. ever. And I would say worst game ever, even though he had a lower point total in the regular season. I think, I think just the amount of oh, is that like the second lowest he's ever scored? Yeah, like ever. His lowest in the playoffs, I think, was eight, and then his lowest three. in the regular season was three. Okay, was that in his rookie year or something? Or? No idea. Pretty crazy, so though, regardless. Yeah. Um, wildly ineffective, limited minutes. Okay. Um, we were talking about doing this earlier. So, if you're Indiana, uh-huh. if you're Vogel, uh, how do you beat the Heat in a seven-game series? I, How's uh, it going to happen? I get under LeBron's skin every step of the way, and if he burns me, I live with it. But I feel like that's got to be part of the game plan. Okay, so, um, you kind of, so you're telling Lance, stick with it. Yeah. It's working. Yeah, I okay? think so. Um, you gotta run a bunch of stuff for David West, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you gotta pray that Paul George gets it going. Yeah, I'd um, say run some stuff for Scola too. Yeah, and yeah, you need something out of your bench, and Scola is pretty much the only consistent one, and he's laughably inconsistent. Also, is is it too premature to say that LeBron's gonna have a massive game? Oh yeah, I think the Heat are gonna win so, by forty in Game Six. Right, right. Yeah, but so what if it was just like, what if Vogel was a step ahead and he was like, "Hey, Lance, everyone's expecting you to be all over LeBron. Make Wade try and hit you. Huh? Go to Wade. Don't even talk to LeBron. Focus all of your negative energy on Wade. So you're thinking mentally it'll throw him off? Well, yeah. I mean, like, because... Or LeBron... will LeBron just be like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's probably okay. all laughing. Awesome. 50 points. <laughs> yeah. LeBron's gonna, probably going to run run show regardless. Yeah. Um, no, I think if I'm Frank Vogel, the biggest thing is just mentality-wise. It's like, we can beat the Heat in one game. And that just has to be... Mm-hmm. That has to be your approach. And bring it back to Miami. 
every ev- just every step of the way your approach has to be like we can beat Miami in one quarter we can beat Miami in one play we just like shrink yeah, yeah. it down yeah as much as possible which I guess is just coaching 101 in the playoffs anyway but yeah but it's still important to remember yeah uh, they showed Spolstra in a huddle and he was like reset reset the only thing you have to focus on right now is the next possession yeah and you know it's a pretty solid strategy yeah uh, uh, yeah we don't have to entertain too much how are the heat gonna beat Indiana. Yeah, I think by playing better than them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's move over to the West. The West. The West getting very interesting. I know. Everyone, right? every analyst is now jumping ship on the Spurs. Well, the perfect think... basketball machine of the Spurs a week ago. I know, right? Well, I think both me and you um, were saying that even if the Thunder win game three, um, you know, the Spurs would still pretty much like do what they do. Yeah, uh, I think we might have, excuse me, I think we might have both said Spurs in seven, or maybe in six. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what I predicted, but um, I didn't I honestly expect, I didn't expect OKC to ever blow up the Spurs. Yeah, first of I all. agree. Second but of when all, you have superhuman athletes. It's like yeah, that that's a wild card that can get laid down at any time. It's just exactly. Like, oh, we have we have the. And, and they were like, Abaka's out for the season. No, just kidding. He's yeah. in, like, prime form. Yeah. And he's, like, altering shots, like, better than he ever had. Ibaka was never hurt. They just staged that the whole time. It's like, we'll lose games one and two. And, like... Ah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Um, so, how does... Uh, what do the Spurs do to combat... Uh, what OKC has done? It's funny. I heard someone say, like, the Spurs have to play a perfect game, pretty much, to to stop OKC at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that. I, I don't think that's quite true, but also I, I don't know that there's a team in the league more than the Spurs or the Heat where you can say like, okay, they'll just play a perfect game then. You know what I mean? Like, they just right. they just they will just, execute. They might just yeah, execute that well. I think, I think the biggest thing for the Spurs is going to be like, uh, they're going to have to work to get Tony Parker more open. Because his drive, his driving game is really key to their offense. Yeah. I think. I think they got to get Ibaka um, in foul trouble. Yeah, I think. I think Tim Duncan going in the post against Ibaka can get yeah. him in foul trouble. Yeah. Um, I think. Like they have to go at Ibaka pretty yeah. hard. I think. I think Kawhi is going to be an understated X factor per usual because yeah. he's sort of a do everything kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like they got to cross their fingers that Danny Green or Bellinelli is just going to like hit five threes. Yeah, um, they, they have to continue hitting threes, which, I, which since Ibaka has come back, they have not been hitting threes. Yeah. I also think that, like, a big thing is going to be that, uh, less so with Durant, obviously, because he's so consistent, but with Westbrook and Ibaka and, like, just the general athleticism of OKC is that it can not work sometimes. It can just it can just come and go. Yeah, and I, I actually think there's a really good chance that OKC kind of beats himself. Yeah. And the Spurs are just like, okay, well, we're going to remain poised. I feel like you got, like, game plans versus talent. Game plan always has to be what you choose, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, OKC's wildly talented, and you never know, but I feel like the Spurs' game plan is going to just be better. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, if, you're, uh, if you're OKC, how do you beat the Spurs? Um, I'd say, like, let's watch those tapes of OKC, of, like, what happened in OKC. Um, everyone keep doing what you're doing. Westbrook, you know, maybe start your game looking to get other people involved, and then second half, start yeah. doing what you do. Um, I, play more Reggie, 
Jackson. Reggie Jackson and Jeremy Lamb, less Derek Fisher. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that they've been doing well that they need to like continue doing is like re- like being super super jacked and aggressive yeah. and 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 using that fast break like crazy yeah. in the first Just half. Just ne- never stop running basically. Because like okay, game 3 Popovich threw in the towel at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um game 4 Popovich threw in the towel pretty much like 4 minutes into the uh third quarter. Yeah. So I think that if Popovich just doesn't think it's working, then then you're doing a really good job. Yeah. That's what you need to you need to really try and punish them in the first half. Yeah. I, I think Scott Brooks has a bit of the Dwayne Casey thing where he will go away from what's working and instead just choose to do like what I think should happen. Yeah. yeah. Like playing the veterans, etc. And I think Scott Brooks needs to play more adaptive style and like recognize what's working. Uh, yeah, and I think that'll help them. But yeah, the 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 Ibaka injection, he's probably got an injection. But, yeah. <laughs> but his injection and him and his injection to the lineup are probably both going to wear off. Yes, at exactly. some point, exactly. Right? Like, and also Ibaka's been playing excellent offensively, which mm-hmm. is not yeah, really he's what been, he does. I know. Well, I, I, uh, I think this, uh, the Spurs are remembering when uh, two years ago he had that like was a ten for ten game. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, I think yeah. we talked about what's going down in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, we got a fun list. It's a bit longer than usual, so I say we hop to it. Yeah, we're just going to blast through these without a ton of explanation. Maybe like yeah. a little bit of clarification. Yeah. Um, these are in no particular order because they're all wacky. Yeah. Uh, these are ten crazy things that could happen this off season. Yeah, and and more more than that, these are these are ten things that we think. Oh yeah, could happen. conceivably happen. Yeah. yeah. The surprising things that that me and Kevin have to have to believe that it's more likely it's going to happen than not happen. Right there, you go. Which probably isn't true. but yeah. that's what we're doing. Eggs, okay? eggs going to be on our face. I'm comfortable with that. Okay, um, I'm going to throw my first one out there, which is sort of my weakest because it's like not that crazy, but like okay. I think would be really cool. Cool is the Bulls getting pow. Bulls get pow. Uh, Bulls get pow and uh, revitalize their offense. Derrick Rose comes back, doesn't have to do nearly as much. Uh, Gasol and Noah each average four assists a game as as big men, and okay. the Bulls and the Bulls have a fully revitalized offense next season. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a big one for Kevo. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we, we've been hearing rumors about it, and I think it's going to happen. Uh, Kevin Love to Sacramento. Sacramento. That's right. Yeah, and I think it's going to be ridiculous, but I think the fact that Sacramento is, is willing is, to do it like, without hey, a resign. We'll do it. Yeah. I think that uh, Minnesota is going to be like, we don't care. Give us the assets yeah. and we're good. Oh, yeah. And the eighth pick this year is not that bad. That'd be nice. Like, I have nothing particularly against Kevin Love or the way he's handling himself, but it would be nice karma against uh, the whole forcing a trade. Yeah. Thing. Totally. Um, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, shoot again. One? Yeah. Uh, Gilbert Arenas makes a comeback. Whoa. Yeah. I don't buy it. He's been saying it, and I think he's going to try, and I think a team's going to give him a flyer. Which team? I'm going to say, like, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to say some team that's like, our whole season's going to be boring. Yeah. We have a new player, um, and let's, uh, let's give him a go. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, uh, throwing at you here. Um, I think I was talking about it a little bit earlier, but Lance Stevenson signs with Detroit. 
Whoa. And Stan Van Gundy makes the all knucklehead <laughs> team work. Just makes it work so well. Okay. Monroe's out of there. So you got Josh Smith in the four. Athletic as hell front court. Yeah, Monroe's got, too efficient. He's you got go. Lance bombing threes. Yeah. You got Jennings just. Van Gundy gets through to him, teaches him how to pass, and Detroit comes in third in the East. No, what the? What the? No way. But <laughs> okay. It'd be fun to watch anyway. Is it you again? Uh, it is me again. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, the Clippers debacle is uh, finally resolved when Yao Ming assembles a team of Chinese investors. <laughs> that's happening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's a rumor, but it's, it's, Yao's been like, no, no, it's not happening, but I don't buy it. Uh, I, yeah. I say I'm Yao sure buys the Clippers. I'm sure the NBA wants the Chinese market in there. Yao buys the Clippers, they become the most profitable franchise of all time. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's funny. Um, okay. Um, uh, this one uh, is a little bit sad. Oh, no. But I'm feeling it. Yeah. Uh, Duncan and Manu retire regardless of what happens. Aww. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and cross mine off because I have Duncan and Pop retiring. Oh, yeah. We both feel it. But we both don't want it. We both don't want it. We shouldn't have even said it. Now we put it out there in the universe. Yeah. Okay, is it me again? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Garnett goes to Minnesota. For uh, one last year. Oh, wow. Just yeah. to retire in Minnesota? Yeah, forces his way out of Brooklyn. Love it. Does Kevin Love stay in Minnesota in that scenario, or does he, is he still in Sacramento? He's in Sacramento for okay. sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and Minnesota's having like a fun year, so they bring KG back. Right. Um, KG makes uh, Ricky Rubio the meanest player in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so now it's, now it's me? Yeah. Uh, Phil decides to just fuck it, go ahead and coach the Knicks themselves. Sure, but I don't think it's surprising. Yeah. Well, no, it's surprising in the event that he tried to get Steve Kerr yeah. and everything and, yeah. like, has been talking to Mello and all yeah. that. So, um, yeah. Oh, for sure that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'll do my second one just with that. Mello leaves New York. And they use the money to sign Chandler Parsons and Eric Bledsoe, and they're so much better because of it. Yeah, I, I had it crossed off because I, I, I thought I had some other ones, too. But I said Mello says no. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, I figured he's going to say no. Um, here's one for you. Raps go over the cap. Oh. Yeah. For I, whom in particular? I think dang, but I don't know how. I think we're going to re-sign the players we want, like, you know, the whole Lowry, Patterson, Vasquez. Uh -huh. And then I think management's going to get greedy. Mm -hmm. I think management's like going to be like, no, we want a better team organically through growth, yada, yada, yada. But we want to be like, like, make sure we're improved. This season. Right. Not by a lot, yeah. but by a little. Okay. And I think dang. I hope dang. I'm not sure though. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you on the Raptors and on the uh, the the re-signing. So we re-sign everyone. Then we trade DeRozan, Ross, Vasquez, the twentieth pick, in some sort of massive deal with other teams for Philly's third pick and whatever filler needs to happen. And Andrew Wiggins comes to Toronto and the league through some sinister back channels, pushes for this to happen so that the Raptors can be huge ahead of the All-Star game and uh, hopefully it doesn't blow up in our face. I like it. I feel like it's pretty unlikely, but I could also, like, I could see the machinations of the of the NBA offices being like, no, no, this needs to happen. Yeah, or DeRozan's too good. We need to get him out of Toronto. Also very possible, yeah. Um, Pierce goes back to Boston. Okay. Uh, I, uh... I guess that's not a huge surprise there. I'll come at you with one. Might as well go one for one. Sure. Pierce goes to Miami. 
Whoa! Yeah. No way. That would be so surprising. That would be crazy. Backs up LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, plays three when LeBron plays the four, or vice versa. And somehow doesn't fight Ray Allen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, taking a massive pay cut. Uh, Eric Bledsoe goes to Miami. Oh my God! For promised rings, which happens for like when he goes. for promised rings, like like yeah. promising that he won't have sex with anyone That's right. until he gets uh-huh. married. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's why he goes there. Right. Miami's a good place to be celibate. Okay, uh, I got two more on my list. How many more do you have? I have three. Okay, so go. I'll go again. Yeah. Um, this one's a big surprise. Okay. Uh, JV gets real minutes with Team Lithuania, the Baltic Giants. Oh wow! He plays there this summer, they win, and they win feature the Euros. Him. What's that? Do they win the Euros? Um, I think it's the World the Championships. Sorry, the and uh, no, not a chance. Doesn't really yeah. change the outcome. <laughs> yeah. But I just think the fact that he plays like big minutes will, because I know I'll be watching them. Oh yeah, and I'm I'll be ready for him to get yanked for. Yeah. Whoever one of the other guys are who I don't know, like Terry Singali. Oh yeah, Singali. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyhow. Um. Cool. I uh, I'm gonna hop over to the Lakers, where they finally solve their their mediocre coach carousel by hiring Vinny Del Negro, <laughs> <laughs> and him and Kobe form a a matchup for the ages. Yeah, um, exactly. No, uh, he's gone after a year, and Kobe doesn't play the whole season. I I, I think and hope there's another year of mediocrity in Lakerland. Oh not, yeah. Not that I'm wishing for Kobe injuries, but I'm always rooting for the Lakers and Celtics to suck. Yeah. Even though they suck right now. Yeah. Um, Zach Lowe gets a front office job. Wow. Yeah. This year, huh? Yeah. I Again, it would be surprising, but I think that he's too smart and he's been out there too long. Mm-hmm. And he casually mentioned on a podcast that he had a meeting with a Spurs assistant, uh, assistant coach. Really? Or like blew off a dinner with him or something. So I don't know how that all works. Hmm. But I know he's rolling with Bill Simmons. I know people know about him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, he's also not like a Sloan conference guy. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't have the coaching ability. Maybe he's just a better like observer. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyways. Um, okay. So my last one. Yeah. Um, Roy Hibbert and or Paul George demand a trade from Indiana. I could see it. And it also is surprising because that's a ridiculous thing to do. It's, it's, it would be an insane thing it's, to do because they're so move, good. It's a panic move, but people do that. But I think it's more likely going to be Hibbert. I could actually pr- pretty likely see that almost. I don't think George would necessarily because I think I think George might say get Hibbert out of here. If, if Hibbert if leaves, his career is going to spiral out of control. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Um, my last one is D. Fish becomes first playoff or first player coach in however many years since Lenny Wilkins for Oklahoma City Thunder. Not the head coach. One of the many assistant coaches. Right. But he's kind of unofficially what he is now anyway. Yeah, but I think they make it official. Cool. I think D. Fish is that guy. That'd be fun. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's, a, good our, that's our craziness. Every, if any of these happened, uh, someone owes us a beer. Yeah. Basically. Or just like Matt Like Rose. one beer one beer for us to share. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not picky. Doesn't even have to be a pint. Yeah. Could be cider. Yeah. Um, uh, well, thanks thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful summer and enjoying the, the playoffs. Yeah. 
And, uh, uh, and if you uh, if you ever uh, want us to talk about anything, uh, shoot us a little uh, message. Yeah, tweet at us. You can find us at Dunks Podcast on Twitter. Um, if you only use SoundCloud, then good luck uh, finding us on there because I don't know how to read anything on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you live in uh, like some kind of like cloud atlas, like enjoy life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if you're in, if you're in the novel cloud atlas, tell me <laughs> the plot of it because I don't really want to watch it or read yeah, it. Yeah, but I would exactly. like to know what I'm making fun of all the time. Yeah, and if you're Tom Hanks and and you briefly read over the script of Cloud, cloud Atlas, <laughs> just give us a couple bullet points because yeah. we know you don't know either. Or just put us in touch with your agent. Whatever. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.